What are you talking about today? <laughs> oh, we're just jumping right into we'll it. Right <laughs> What's on the agenda? Today, we're talking about how to have a healthy relationship with food. Mm-hmm. We talk a lot about relationships with people and relationship with ourselves. Now we're doing something a little bit different. Inanimate things. <laughs> we're changing it up and <laughs> not in the way that you may first think. Sorry, this what? just took a turn. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I think when we think about relationships with food, or um, especially healthy ones, it can definitely differ between people, and that's completely normal. So I think Laura and I are going to share our own experiences with food and like how we might think of it as a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously this will depend on you. <laughs> on who you are, where you are in your life, yeah. a lot of things. Mm-hmm. When I think about having a healthy relationship with food, I see it as something that we need to be nourished and gives us energy to do things and to feel strong. And just eating foods that make you feel good mentally and physically. Mm. I think for me, um, a healthy relationship with food is just being mindful of what you're putting in your body. I like to think me and food, especially with the whole concept of like treat yourself. Um, Sometimes, I, I, I mean, I think everyone kind of indulges in that a bit. But yeah, just being mindful of what you're putting in your body and like kind of balancing it out, I guess. Like, you know, make sure you're having your veggies, doing your stuff. Doing all the food groups, doing all those things. Yeah. Yeah. It's really striking a balance. Not being like overly rigid with cutting out like an entire food group. Mm. Because I feel like when you do that, you'll crave it even more and that can trigger overeating. I think it depends, right? Because if we're talking about like cutting out like meat and becoming a vegetarian oh yeah that's a little different yeah yeah yeah. but I mean saying something like cutting out carbs for example or cutting Mm -hmm. out sugar completely Mm -hmm. because of those things I think that it triggers like shame if you do eat those things if you already if you already said that oh I'm gonna cut these things out and it just becomes like an unhealthy cycle so that's I think the problem with dieting or like cutting out things completely so when you're starting your own journey on creating a healthy relationship with food I think one of the most important things especially that I've been trying to practice recently uh is making sure you eat all your meals don't skip a meal sometimes I know that life is super busy and I do have friends sometimes like who forget to eat lunch and I don't understand that because I love lunch lunch is the best food ever um but, yeah, you need to, like, make sure you're eating all three of your meals. They're there for a reason. Yeah, I know a lot of people that don't eat breakfast. And it's breakfast is something that gives you energy for the whole day. So thinking about not having that, I know if I don't have breakfast, I'll feel sluggish and lethargic for not only the morning but the whole day. So it's something I always do is eat breakfast mm. when I get up. You used to not eat breakfast. Yeah? Yeah. And how did all. it make like, you feel? Like, for, like, 20 years. Oh, really? <laughs> What did you find, like, once you started eating breakfast? I'm more full. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a good thing. I think, yeah, it's like I'm just finding myself more full. I think because I had so long without eating breakfast, like, it didn't really affect me in the ways that I thought. But I think I would just, like, snack a lot more later on just to, like, um, compensate for that, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But having breakfast, I'm more full, and I have more time to, like, not eat, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, being distracted by being hungry is... Like, the worst thing. Mm-hmm. If I'm in class and I'm hungry, it's all I can think mm-hmm. about a lot of times. Right? So making sure that I eat before class is really important. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, make sure you're eating all your three meals. Mm-hmm. 
especially with the three meals too like I've been trying to do this thing you know like if you think about it, like an upside down triangle mm-hmm. um so you have like a bigger like the your breakfast is the biggest meal you have of the day and then um lunch is a bit smaller and then dinner is the smallest um I've been finding for that I have yeah I haven't just been like craving anything as much I've been feeling like really energetic and like not super tired until like the end of the day I just have enough um like energy to last me mm. it's just so funny because um like, I love breakfast. Like, don't get me wrong, but I just, like, I love dinner. I feel like dinner has, like, the best meals, especially, like, when you're going to, like, a party or something and it's, like, a potluck and everyone has so much food for dinner. Mm-hmm. And I want that, but I can't because I just, I'm not hungry enough for it, you know? I, like, if I eat it in the same portion that I would like to, it would be so uncomfortable. Right. I like how you, at the beginning, you were like, oh, I love lunch. Oh, I love dinner. I love breakfast. You love all the meals. I do. But which I think is great. I just love dinner, though. It's just so good. Like, when everyone brings a dish and there's so much variety. and Whenever I think potluck, mm. I automatically think spring rolls. Really? It's like the thing that I bring if I go to a potluck. I always bring spring rolls. My family always brings sushi. Oh. Yeah. That's a, that's a good one. Like, you make it? No. Okay. <laughs> if I like it, sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's a good one because it's like, oh, that's the thing everyone else see. Mm-hmm. So, you're like that person. <sighs> Like, oh, Mal brought the sushi. Yeah. Great. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, Yeah, what are some other ways you think that can help foster a healthy relationship with food? I think eating mindfully is super important. I think a lot of times we try to eat at the same time as doing something else, like Mm -hmm. watching TV or being on our phones. Mm -hmm. But when you do that, you don't really realize when you're full because you're distracted by what you're doing. Yeah, like you eat a lot faster too, I think, especially in those times you can like... Right, and you don't get to enjoy the food as much. At least that's what I found. Mm -hmm. If I'm eating something and then I already finished it, I think... I didn't really get to enjoy it if I was being distracted by something. Mm -hmm. But when I don't have any distractions, when I'm just focusing on, like, the flavors or, like, the texture of what I'm eating, which I try to do, like, not every time I eat. Because, I mean, like, sometimes you don't have time to do that. But at least, like, one meal out of the day, I'll try to just Mm. to get in the habit of eating mindfully. Mm. And I feel like my meal is so much more enjoyable because I'm really thinking about things that I'm I'm putting into my body. Mm -hmm. And and then you eat slower and more mindfully you realize when you're full. Mm And you don't eat more than you need to, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I think that is something. So I guess what we're saying is if you can, if you have, like, the ability to, to try not multitask while you're eating, um, mm-hmm. just because, yeah, it can lead to, like, higher consumption, and then it's a less enjoyable experience if you, like, if you really like the food that you've packed that day or you're bought that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just gone, <laughs> and you don't even realize <laughs> that. Especially if I'm eating something like decadent, like dessert, I'll really just savor it in Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) because that's, it's just, yeah, more enjoyable that way. Also, another thing uh, to do is to eat when you're actually hungry. I think there's a temptation to eat when you're bored or to eat to cope with something Mm -hmm. and eating can be an unhealthy coping mechanism. So making sure you're eating like because that you're physically hungry. That makes me feel sad because I do that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think, I mean, yeah, like, the whole idea of just, you know, like, treat yourself sometimes, you know, like, I mean, I think, I get the thing of bored, though, especially, I think, like, studying, especially, in, like, when I'm doing something for, like, finals or whatnot, if I don't want to study, like, f- try and find a snack. I'm not usually hungry. I'm just, like... <laughs> but more so because you... I'm bored. Yeah. Yeah. Are there other things you can do besides snacking when you're bored? Just taking a mental break, probably. Yeah. Yeah, just, like, recharging and resetting. Mm-hmm. 
Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, and it's not that, like, not that I'm stating that you have to, you can't indulge, because yeah. I, I believe in indulging for sure, like, when the time is right. <laughs> I, I mean, I have a sweet tooth. I love dessert and everything, but right. I think everything in moderation, and it really is a balance, yeah. um, not restricting yourself, mm-hmm. unless you know it's something that, like, you have an unhealthy relationship with, like, a certain food. Right. Um, I guess taking the steps, like, cultivate a healthy relationship also another way um to um, have a healthy relationship with food is to actually start making your own food um it makes you a lot more conscious of what you're putting in your body how much you're putting in your body and what you're actually eating i guess yeah Mm -hmm. you can also learn a new skill cooking is great you can entertain your friends with it entertain your family right your your pets unless they can't eat I don't know. They can't eat? <laughs> I mean, not that they can't eat, but not if they can't eat certain ingredients. <laughs> like how dogs can't eat chocolate? Kind of like that. I don't know. I don't own a pet. Me either. Oh. So we're not the people to ask. <laughs> but really, like, make it an experience. Like, make it an opportunity to, like, try new foods mm-hmm. by making it yourself. There's so many recipes online nowadays. Or even do it with a friend. Invite a friend over and you guys can make a new dish together. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. Mal, we should make a dish together. <sighs> we should be <laughs> Well, think of something else, because you okay. can't eat pesto. No. Yeah. It's pasta. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> we can have other types of pasta. That's what I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> that's that's a good idea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for calling you out that you're allergic to that's cashews. Okay. I don't know if you wanted to share that or not. <laughs> it's pine nuts and pesto. Oh. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I clearly have never made pesto in my life. It's okay. <laughs> It's also more sustainable, too, to make your own food mm-hmm. and being able to know exactly what goes into it. I feel like a lot of food you get outside is could be greasy or they add things that, like, are processed. and mm-hmm. But you don't know, for and sure. And it's also way cheaper if you make your own food at home. Mm-hmm. Sure, that corner, down, corner shop down the street makes amazing salads, but it's $13. That's crazy. $13 can get you a lot of things. Like yeah, thirteen things from the dollar store. She went there. <laughs> she did it. <laughs> Just to have, yeah, but to go and buy like a bunch of veggies and stuff, and learning how to make new things, it's such a great opportunity to know what food you're eating. Also, things like smoothies, which are super expensive outside, mm-hmm. if you buy them, but making them at home is so much cheaper, and mm-hmm. then you get to customize what you put into your smoothie and. The announce and everything. Mm-hmm. I love smoothies. I had one today. Oh, what, what was in it? Berries, nectarines, green juice, lemon juice, and peach. Ooh, juice. very tropical. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. That sounds good. Summer, baby. It is. Summer vibes. <laughs> <laughs> With all that being said, I think something important to bring up is the topic of eating disorders because it is something that is definitely prevalent in a lot of people's lives. And I just think it's not talked about enough, and we just don't ha- know enough about it, or the awareness isn't out there. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think it's really important to bring up. Yeah. And um, with eating disorders, it's something that isn't blind to age or gender or race. Like, it can really be something that anyone struggles with. I think maybe with the influx of a lot of like, social media things, I think a lot of people can always blame society and like the media for like our body image and physical images of their self, but I don't think that this is any different. I think a a lot of people probably feel a lot of stress from seeing images of, you know, 
beautiful, celebrated people who probably don't often look like themselves. Yeah, definitely. Just, I guess, when we're being surrounded by images of what we think is the perfect body, we think that, oh, we have to try to look like that. Mm -hmm. It can start off as something like that and then become, like, an unhealthy slope that we go down. Because we try and compare ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Important thing to know with eating disorders is that it's not something that has to be a lifelong struggle. If maybe that's something you've struggled with before and it's, it doesn't have to be that way for your entire life um, because there, there are so many resources out there and support and professional help that you can get um, to shift your relationship with food. And we're definitely not professionals and we can't like give advice on how to do that. But I guess we want to reinforce that you don't have to go through this alone. Yeah, I think eating disorders is definitely, unfortunately, I guess, a quite yeah, prevalent thing, as you mentioned, Lauren. Um, but yeah, know that you're not alone. Um, in experiencing this. Unfortunately, yeah, a lot of people have gone through this, um, but it doesn't mean you can't get out of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, even, like, reaching out to people you trust is a really great first step Mm -hmm. in getting help that you need. And also, if you notice that maybe one of your friends is struggling through this, for example, if they are skipping meals or they have a rapid, like, weight reduction or gain like those can those are signs of um, like a possible eating disorder and just being aware of those and if it's something that you see like repeated then I guess being able to reach out to that person and not trying to confront them at all but coming from a place of compassion saying hey like I really want to um, like help you in the in any way I can but it's hard it's such a sensitive and heavy topic once again, we're not professionals in giving advice as well. Also, cases differ between individuals. Um, so for the goal for this episode is more just hopefully that you will give more insight and maybe give some more attention and focus to your own relationship with food. Um, we're not asking or telling you to do anything. Just maybe just be a bit more mindful and like, um, and yeah, understand what you're putting in your body. Hopefully we give you some tips that are practical that you can do in your own life and give you some new ideas and just hear what we've got to say about this topic. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Okay. All right. (laughs) So thanks so much for listening and make sure you liked our Facebook page, Raider Podcast. And new episodes every Sunday. That's right. (laughs) Bye. Bye.